0: All right, so today I have Charlie Loheat on the line, and he's the founder and CEO over at Actual. Charlie, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Adam. It's
0: great to be here. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Actual and uh, how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how'd you get started as an entrepreneur and in business? Well, pretty early. Uh, this is my fifth startup.
1: It began way back when I was in high school. A little background on me. I'm the youngest of four children. Grew up in an immigrant entrepreneur family. I would watch my grandfather and my father and older brother grow their business and take care of their customers. And, and, and sometimes most importantly, create a good working environment. So I got to see all that, which was really great for me. I tagged along with my big brother a lot on his sales calls. He was a commercial insurance agent, still is. And uh, at the time, I was a pretty nerdy-looking kid. So uh, I always got the question, hey, do you know anything about computers? And can you help me? And you now one thing led to another and I finally got, after doing that several times over, I got the courage to ask for payment for those services and started my own computer software and development company and ran that through college. And, uh, and that was just a really fun experience for me and, and began to taught me a lot. Uh, my, my second startup after that was one that i co-founded with a good friend and longtime business partner named steve McHale. Uh steve and i started a, a company called everstream back in 1999 and uh, later became a market leader in big data analytics and that was really my first foray into the big startup land raised a lot of money in, in 2000 weathered the dot bomb uh, era of the early 2000s but uh, exited nicely and sold that company to a public firm in 2005. And, you know, that that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, the the company that followed that was in I would argue big data as well. We didn't call it big data with the first one, but the second but the third company, Explorers, we definitely did. That was a company that back in two thousand nine we started seeing a lot of changes relative to healthcare care and the reforms necessarily to reduce a lot of the cost burden that Americans and businesses really had top of mind. Uh, whether it was Wall Street or Main Street or Pennsylvania Avenue, everybody was talking about how do we reduce the unnecessary costs within healthcare, not the necessary ones. And we came to the conclusion pretty quickly that to do that, we, we had to harvest data at scale. And so this was a big data problem. We, we connected with Cleveland Clinic at that time, and a physician informaticist, uh an inventor there, had been developing some technology called Anil Dr. Anil Jane. And we identified a way to amass a lot of data to begin to answer some of these questions. And we we started the company, uh, got that going, pulled together some of our team from previous I- endeavors, uh, Doug Meehl from EverStream and a few others. And fast forward five years later, Explorers had become the market leader in big data healthcare analytics. Wow. So 50 million, yeah, it was, what a ride. We had about 50 million healthcare records across the US and we use the technology to protect privacy. We're getting used by uh, many health systems throughout the world as well as pharmaceutical sector that's began to understand opportunities for better care and improve safety. And that led us uh, to 2014 when Goldman Sachs in, in mapping out our next uh, money raise strategy introduced us to IBM. We built a relationship with them and ibm at that time was building their portfolio for watson watson's artificial intelligence technology and and later announced their plans to build a whole new division called watson health and uh, uh one thing led to another and in 2015 we were acquired by ibm and became part of the uh watson health family and uh and 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 they had a lot of fun in that time period. It was really uh, exciting to see that happen and and see that grow. I guess my my fourth. I exited that in 2017. And my fourth startup was a nonprofit. Again, uh, big data, go figure. Uh, but this time was really to to focus on how we map the economic genome in our economy in the U.S. in particular, and how it relates to identifying pathways to a more inclusive model for all Americans to participate in. And I sit on the board of Unified Project today and continue to stay involved with this strategy, and and that sort of led me to my, my next venture, which is actual, but I'll I'll leave that for the next part.
0: Wow, that's awesome! I lo- I love your story, and this is uh as we said in the warm up. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're you're on your fifth one. I said, just when you think you're a little Godfather, just when you think you're out, um, they drag you back in, and you're on to the next project. I love it. Um, So there's some, there's some, uh, Charlie, there's some younger entrepreneurs listening that aren't aren't as tenured as you. And, you know, they haven't gone through as much as you have with startups and exiting. Um, what kind of advice would you give that young entrepreneur? Maybe that's just graduating college and, and just getting started on their first venture.
1: Well, I, I tell you, I think the thing that's probably the most important is to be coachable. In fact, when I talk to people, and I, a lot of times I'll ask people, what do, you, what do you like about our business? And they'll give a list of things. But interestingly enough, as much as I'd love to hear,
0: you, had the first, you were the first
1: one with an idea. You don't have to be the first one with an idea by any means. But mm-hmm. if you really listen to the market at the macro level and the micro level, you pay attention to what customers care about, their fears what they what they absolutely need to do to move their business forward, they'll give you the pathway forward. They'll give you the math. They'll give you the directions, turn by turn. If you pay attention to that, uh that in many ways will make you successful. Uh not always, but in many ways it does. And I think just focusing on that, recognizing that it's gonna be a clumsy journey. You're gonna make mistakes. Just listen.
0: Mm, I love it. Um, Let's switch it up a bit, Charlie. I want to get into what you're doing as founder and CEO over at Actual. So first, tell me a little bit more about the company, please.
1: Well, Adam, just like everything else, it's been a journey. We've been trying to pay attention to the macro and micro factors within our economy today. Just see what's really bugging organizations and and in, in many ways limiting growth. One of the things we saw about a year and a half ago, was that the verification of facts is just way too expensive and time-consuming. Today's model for verifying facts is, by and large, outdated. It's 20th century-based. It consumes an enormous amount of, of human effort. And it also, in many ways, limits organizations' ability to innovate and organizations' ability to deliver services, particularly in many cases around even hiring people. So we saw this across a lot of industries, especially ones that are highly regulated. It's arguably about a $20 billion problem in financial services where regulation requires the verification of individual corporate and LLP financials before accounts can be opened, otherwise known as KYC or anti-money laundering regulations. It's a major problem in government and defense and aviation and transportation and energy where credentials are incredibly important to verify before people enter those roles. And in healthcare, current inefficiency is not only threaten the advancement of future models of healthcare, like telemedicine and others, but it also costs the sector billions of dollars in unnecessary costs and missed opportunities to meet patient needs. So it's a really big issue. So what Actual is doing is we're building a worldwide digital network and, for that matter, marketplace for verifying facts. And we're starting with facts around identity, and facts around professional credentials. And so we've developed and orchestrated these technologies, blockchain being one of them, that brings together this camper approved permissioned blockchain network that binds these types of users together. So you have an issuer of a digital credential, such as a diploma or a license or work reference, a credential holder in, in healthcare, like a physician that receives a signed credential from their med school and a credential subscriber such as a hospital that's granted access to that that they can use and they can present and they can work through their workflow processes and get that physician working as fast as possible. Now, in addition to that, we recognize there's an economy around this and it still matters. People need to get paid for providing proof. Sometimes it takes time and energy. So we've created a network that constantly tracks and alerts credential holders anytime time that digital credential becomes invalid, but also every time that credential is sourced or used, payment things will go back to the organizational individual that provides it. So we create this sort of network, kind of like this Amazon of proof, that brings Mm -hmm. these entities together and allows them to transact more efficiently than they do today
0: wow that's super interesting and you're i mean the effect of this monetarily what you could potentially save these industries as this thing builds and it scales is just jesus just unbelievable (laughs) if you think of just an efficiency you're literally literally updating some of these um uh just like you said amazon so you're you're making something really easy and simple for them to be able to transact um, information going forward um no that's that's awesome so what do you think what do you see as the kind of the next steps for the business because i know i know you're a builder you're you're in the business now you're um you're doing a couple other things in terms of raising um what, what do you see as kind of the next steps for you
1: well yeah i mean today is that was a big day for us we announced our three million dollar series seed financing we, uh, uh, so we're excited about that. That is an important milestone because obviously it funds the business as we go through the seed stage. And seed, like anything else, right, seed's a good analogy, right? You know, it's, it's it's not time to harvest yet, but it is time to do everything that's necessary to make sure that you've got a good harvest at some point. And that's building a good team, building the culture, uh, establishing the technology Working with standards bodies to make sure that you know we don't really believe in being a disruptive technology more than an evolutionary technology. So this seed stage for us is going to be really important as we build this out. That we work uh, with our with our with our customers with our pilot partners to really get this right we're focusing in healthcare exclusively right now because Mm -hmm. I I call healthcare kind of like my New York. If you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. (laughs) Uh, It's tough. It's regulated, right? It's regulated. Lives are a mistake. You got to get it right. And so, you know, a lot of what we're focusing on in the next 18 months is building a world class solution to solve a worldwide problem. And uh, so, you know, we got to get it right. We need to focus, you know, align with the right people. And as I mentioned before, Culture has so much to do with that in any startup and evolving business. We just we need to focus on that. That's
0: awesome. Um, well, uh, gl- glad to hear that you're going to be quite busy. Uh, like I said, they got you back in. I love it. Uh, <laughs> solving problems, Charlie. So if uh, <laughs> if somebody wants uh, more information on Actual, what's the best way for them to reach out or to get that info?
1: Probably our website. Uh, so Actual.com, that's A-X com, and uh, we'd love to hear from you
0: That's awesome. Um, Well, hey, Charlie, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more of your background and uh, the great work you're doing over at Actual, really taking on big problems to make a big difference. Uh, And to the audience, as always, appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Charlie, thanks again for coming on the show.